Welcome, everybody, to your favorite Friday night podcast, The Paranormal Umbrella. And uh, yeah, I know we're late. I know. But just bear with us because we're going to be doing the rest of our creepypasta readings, part 15 and 16 of Dear Cryptid Hunters. Please Yay. stay the fuck out of our woods. I am your host, Sooth. And tonight I have my wonderful and lovely and amazing co-host, Tina. Oh, that made my heart warm. <laughs> and our other amazing and wonderful co-host for uh, the PU and our voice actor, Dylan. The other. Yes, yes. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I got so many co-hosts, y'all. I got, I got my three co-hosts, my three favorites. And I just, I, sometimes I word it wonderful and fantastically. And other times my brain is dead. And today is one of those hold days. On, hold on. I'm going to try to think of one. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Um, and entering the ring, we have the most amazing, the wonderfully talented, funny, and humorous. Dylan! There Yay! Go. Hold on, hold on. I think I have a... Here we go. There we go. No, there's an audience. No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> See, so there you go. You got, you got cheering and clapping. Right. So... What? Excuse me? <laughs> So for our listeners, our wonderful listeners, if you guys really like our opening theme and our closing theme for mm -hmm. PCPS, it is available for download as a ringtone on Zedge. All you have to do is look up, you know, Paranatural Cryptid Preservation Society theme song, and it's there. Boop. There you go. So now so, you have excuses to ignore those calls because you're too busy jamming. That's right. Right? <laughs> that's a good one. It's a good one. I don't think we'll ever like update that because I like it too much. Me too. I really do. I like it a lot. It do be a banger, as it the is. kids would say. It is a good one. <laughs> it is a banger. <laughs> Man, I'm too old for this. Oh my gosh, you're not. Please. <laughs> I gotta learn banger, all this no thing. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. Here's the no cabbage. All right. <laughs> I'm God. On God. Oh, God. Okay, that's enough. On God, on God. All right. That's hell of a You sound like my kids right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's how my that's how my kids and my nephews talk, man. That's that's right right there. Like I was talking to some girl. Oh my god, okay. So I was talking to some girls. They're around uh, my kids' age and stuff. Um and not creepily, by the way, they're a friend's nieces and um they wanted to see pictures of my kids so i sent pictures of my kids to to said friend and they were like oh yeah yeah no no they could pull up and i was like the f what oh they could, excuse what what does that <laughs> even mean uh, that i like, i know what it they, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i know what it means now <laughs> i was like oh lord no thank you I don't want to just don't say that to me. Say that to my children so I don't have to listen to you. <laughs> I don't want to. They were like really Christmas, right? right? They were <laughs> real bold. Christmas, about it. did like this uh, tree lighting, this thing, you know, like all towns do. I just dressed up as Santa and I was walking around just, you know, being goofy. And the kids were saying, Does Santa know this, this? And I'm like, uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thumbs up. Whatever you say. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah that's me that is me right now that's how i all 
Totally tubular, yeah. They were so bold with that. Gosh. Right? And I was like, I don't even know. I don't even know. And then when it was explained to me, I was like, oh, ew. (laughs) 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 Okay. Okay. Well, now that's hella sus. (laughs) Right? (laughs) All right. All right. Let's get to it. (laughs) We are going to read... Excuse my voice. I've been talking a lot today and now my voice is a little scratchy, but it'll be all right. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We're going to read part 15 of uh, Warnings to the Wannabe Cryptid Hunters. The sauna isn't our particularly safe place at night. Mm. Yeah. Here we go. Um, Oh, yeah. Trigger warning. There's some talk about uh, some adult, um, some adult stuff. In here, so <laughs> I'm gonna say you should probably be 16 or over to listen to this one because there's yeah. adult situations in it. But you know, you know, parents, you, you if you do got you. Yes. if you got little chillings listening, you might want to send the little chillings to the next room. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't get graphic. It doesn't go into detail, but it, you know, there's mention it's, of it's PG 13 ish, but it's still you know yeah. enough. Yeah, it's enough. So just letting you know, parental discretion. Do your thing. All right, here we go. Trudging through the snow once again, I hugged my upper body, more aware of the sting of the cold now that we had just emerged from this pit of heat, fire, and despair. Jace followed right behind me, his dog trailing along demurely. I'm sorry. He called out to me about the third time in the last ten minutes. I didn't respond, but I did slow down allowing him to catch up with me. I'm sorry. I'm not mad. Really? Well, not at you, specifically. Kind of at everyone. Everyone. Absolutely everyone. Ever. I thought you'd be angry at me for not telling you. I'm glad you didn't tell me. I mean, yeah, part of me kind of wishes you did, but I get it. And now I wish I'd listened to you back there. I think I'd be happier not knowing. I understand. We continue to walk on in silence. Okay. Back to normal. Just like that? Hey, I can't keep writing this out, can I? I hardly knew Jeremy anyways. Could have been anyone. Sure, but it's this isn't like something where you doubt yourself based on the actions of your family members, right? Maybe there's just a little bit of that. Well, there shouldn't be. You're not a saint, but you're still pretty amazing. Amazing? I mean, well, you know. Mm-hmm. I just think you're, you're pretty great. See, uh, I thought when... You and I would meet again. It'd, it'd be awful. I figured we'd get each other's throats in an instant and that you'd resent me for cursing you and that I'd feel all the disappointment and rage again. But you don't seem like seem to. And I don't I didn't. Uh, so I just think it's nice. If you thought it'd be so horrible, then why did you come? You asked me to. That That's to say you, you asked me to help. So it was just the decent thing to do. I came to a halt in front of the porch, turning to face him. 
And if I hadn't asked for help? Hmm? If I hadn't asked for your help and simply just wanted to see you, would you have come then? Jace stared at me, inky black eyes deep and unreadable. He swallowed audibly, then opened his mouth to speak. Before he could say anything, the door swung open. Cass was upon me in a blink of an eye, pulling me into a hug. Thank God you're finally back. I was starting to get worried. We're all right. I'm, we're fine. The devil was rather cooperative. Was he creepy? You don't even want to know. Just be glad you didn't come along. I I am. I, I made some excellent progress over here. My little brother explained proudly, a mischievous glint in his eyes. He reached into the pocket of his sweater and pulled out a black woolen hat. Is that Tom's? How do you get it? Simplicity itself, my dear Watson. <laughs> I figured uh, I should work towards some, some, you know, towards you to some extent. I got this little bug in my brain and that Hayes wasn't the popular type. So I went over to him for a little chat. Let me tell you that man is starved for attention. He didn't even mind that I was like literally your brother. He didn't mention the black with blackmail or, you know, his online endeavors. Of course, why would he? But it turns out that he's a total weeb. He went on for anime, on about anime for hours. And I don't even mean, and I, I do mean hours. Holy crap. I kept waiting for him to lose something, and eventually I just asked if I could borrow his hat because my ears were getting cold, and he just I just kept it on. He kept rambling and rambling, and it was finally over. I just walked off with his hat still on. Didn't even notice. That was so smart. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad you know it. It was, after all, a hell of its own. He tossed Jace the hat, who caught it in midair and proceeded to hold it out for licorice to sniff. I'm going to need some time with the pooch now. Could take me a while to make him understand what I wanted to do, but I'm optimistic. Need any help? No, you two go on and catch up. I'll be fine. Casimir and I retired into the kitchen to have a chat. It was already late in the afternoon and darkness had settled comfortably over the treetops. Cass was very eager to hear about hell asking me a bunch of questions and trying to get as many details as possible. I told him what the devil had said about him, and once he'd let that sink in, I shared that I'd learned about Jim. Cass was shocked, but he took it a little better than I had. Jace returned late in the evening. He would undoubtedly spend the night, so I prepared one of the guest rooms for him. He was leaning in the doorframe, watching me as I changed the sheets after... Rejecting his help several times. You've already saved my skin. It's the least I can do. I hope the less he's off your case now. Well, he should be. A deal's a deal. Good. So what do you do about Hayes? He's obviously a threat. I mean, he somehow acquired your soul, right? And you had to have known it was yours. And that you're lacking it. How'd you find out? I drew myself up, swallowing. He was right. I hadn't actually thought of that yet. Not at length, at least. What do you recommend? 
well, where where I'm from, and you've seen where I'm from, we have a ton of specialists who'd be perfectly capable of getting the answers you need. So you're not for torture? Definitely. Okay. Let's assume that I don't. <laughs> All right. I'll try to come up with something else. But just so you know, I've got the necessary connections. I stared at him for a moment, eyes wide and lips curved. The man with fire in his throat. I'm very glad you came, Jace. So am I. But as for what you said before, no. I don't think I I would have come if it had just been to see you. That's not... That's over. I'm sorry. I understand. I guess I misread things. I didn't go to bed. My mind was a whirl with pent-up warmth and unwelcome emotions, and thus... I stepped out onto the porch. Darkness had settled over the treetops, bringing with it a soothing quiet. I stood and listened to the silence. Eventually, I picked up on laughter, talking, and weirdly enough, coughing, coming from the direction of the sauna. Apparently, the bannock was hosting one of his social gatherings. That was honestly just perfect, even though it sure didn't feel that way. I reluctantly stepped off the porch and began stomping my way through the snow across the yard. Once at the sauna, I took a deep breath, steadying myself, and reaching out to knock at the door. With each time my knuckles collided with the surface, my anxiety mounted. The door was opened, and the bannock stood before me, looking up in confusion. Good evening. I'm sorry to disturb... But I was hoping I could join you and uh, your friends for the night. The bannock's eyes widened in astonishment. He was silent for a moment, then said in that eerie voice of his, Shed your clothes and come in. in. I followed him inside, swallowing the lump in my throat as I entered the half-light of the changing room. There were a couple of tunics lying on the benches and, just as I'd expected, a cudgel and a caftan. They'd been tossed aside with surprisingly little care. In the other room, the conversation was getting more animated, and there was also that coughing again. (coughs) It didn't sound right. I slowly started taking off my dress, trying to keep my thoughts in order. The bannock didn't stop me from discarding my underwear as well, so I figured that was simply the way. I didn't really have a problem with it. Bracing myself, I stepped into the sweltering heat. Immediately, there were several pairs of eyes on me. Most of the bannock's guests were unfamiliar to me, but their humanoid features and uncanny smiles and giggles caused me to assume they were part of the clan of fairies that roams the woods. No, not the hidden people. Different fairies. There's all kinds of them. One face was distinctly familiar to me, though. Eris. The Leshy's voice came from over in the corner. He sat cross-legged, hands on his knees, broad shoulders relaxed. He grinned, then patted the spot on the bench beside him. 
sit with me. He sounded weirdly restrained and polite. I slowly walked up to him and placed my clenching ass next to his. There was a brief touch of skin that made me flinch. He just shifted his weight slightly. Well, you needn't sit so close. <laughs> I meant no disrespect. That wasn't my impression either. He looked at me in a calculating way, and I quickly scooted to bring a bit more distance between us, which was difficult considering I didn't want to get too close to the lady sitting at my other side, either. She let out a most unbecoming snort, breaking into a laugh that sounded like waves <laughs> breaking on a rocky shore. Needless to say, it creeped me the fuck out. And who is she now? The woman asked into the round, pointing at me. A friend of mine. <laughs> she, she's been she's invited. invited. She's got every right to be here. The lady threw her hands up. <sighs> I'm not complaining. I was just a bit uh, surprised is all. She leaned towards me, damp red hair falling over her shoulder. She smelled of rosemary and honey, and maybe some other herbs I didn't recognize. I tried not to be obvious about sucking it in, but she noticed anyways. And what's your name, beautiful? She asked, pale red lips stretching into a grin. She is the heiress. If you try to steal her name, I'll rip you apart. Oh, calm down. I wasn't trying to mess with your maid. She is no more my maid than you are my grandmother. Shut. Stop <laughs> running your mouth if you know it's good for you. I chuckled a bit at his response. I had no idea why he was defending me, but for what it's worth, I appreciated it. The less she turned to face me with something akin to kindness in his gaze. Something's changed. I noticed it earlier. Well, I solved our outsider problem. Came here to tell you. I see. I did what you asked. I know. You're free of your obligation towards me. He drew in a deep breath. How he was able to bear the heat without batting an eye was beyond me. I hadn't taken a steam in ages, but I didn't remember it being this hot. I'm not. I contradicted, shifting in my seat. Something's wrong with you, isn't there? He opened his mouth to answer, but broke into a coughing spit fit instead. It was whooping and audibly painful. It sounded bad. His face contorted in an expression of intense discomfort. I couldn't help but notice how vulnerable he looked. Just like I suspected, the other spirits seemingly didn't care about it in the least, causing me to assume that had been going on for a while. The fit worsened, the bearded man doubling over. I instinctively moved to study him pressing my palm to his bare chest. After a couple or more minutes, he calmed down and, not ungently, brushed my arm aside. How long have you been sick for? Is it because of the buys? <sighs> yeah. You're gonna have to tell me sometime. What if I don't? It'll pass. I don't need your help. 
It won't, and you do. I leaned closer, hesitantly, to talking to his ear. I'd be facing an assload of trouble if something were to happen to you. I'm not doing this out of charity, and I don't pity you, nor do I think you're old or weak or pathetic. So come off it. The leshy stayed silent for a moment, holding my gaze before rising to his feet. Let's step outside for a moment. That's when the red-haired woman spoke up again. And where do you think you two are going? We need to talk. Privately. She She didn't seem to like that. Something in her eyes flared, and she bared her teeth as she spoke. That's against the rules. What rules? What rules? It's rude. You're been a, you've been incredibly rude. First, you join our round, breaking right into our gathering, and now you're leaving prematurely? <sighs> I rubbed my temples. I knew I shouldn't argue. I knew it was pointless and likely dangerous, but I was simply pissed. And now this chick was on my case. Look, I don't really care. No offense, but I don't give a shit about your folks' manners and stuff. Not tonight. She rose from her seat, glaring daggers at me. I beg your pardon, mistress. Did I hear that right? You don't get to talk to me like that, Harris or not. Get over yourself. You're twice as vain as you ought to be, considering whose land you're on. Oh, here, here. And you, do you appreciate her tone? You're just going to let her lay claim to what's yours? Now don't try to fit me against her. Hmm. You really are getting old. You're already frail enough to submit yourself to a mortal wench. I'm not submitting myself to anyone. Will you shut your mouth? Stop dragging him into this. Eris, don't. The leshy began, but before he could say anything, the redhead lunged at me. I let out a scream of shock as she knocked me to the ground, but was quick enough to dig my nails into her wrist and bring her down with me. Now, face to face with her, my pulse began to race and fear pulled in the pit of my stomach. What the fuck was I doing? I rolled over, knocking her off me. The back of her head collided with the floor, and I staggered to my feet as she groaned and hissed in pain. She sneered at me as her companions rose to their feet, following me to fully take in their own, on second glance, disturbingly twisted bodies. One had legs that bent in two places each, like a double knee. Another had wrists as wide as his hands and feet that were turned inside out with the heel in the front and the toes facing his backside. Another still pulled her unruly bangs aside to reveal a third eye. Dread had crept into my chest and taken a hold of me, and I couldn't contain it any longer when these unnatural humanoids grabbed me by my wrists and ankles and began dragging me down again. The bannock yelled at them, shooing them off, but it only lasted for a moment. 
I was still trying to push myself up into a sitting position when one of the ferrymen knelt down beside me, grabbing my arm and sinking three rows of teeth into it. They were misshapen and pointy, like broken glass, and when he dragged them across my skin, lacing it with saliva, they tore through it like paper. I struggled, trying to get away from him, but my muscles wouldn't cooperate. Caught in a panicked rigor, it was as if my bones had turned into jelly. I let out a cry of fear and pain. Suddenly, the fairy was forcefully pulled back, and I found the leshy standing over me, screaming down at the others. I tilted my head at him as he bent down and for some reason felt compelled to reach out and bury my fingers in his hair. He leaned in, frowning in confusion. You are right. Yeah. I shouldn't have said anything. I'm sorry. I didn't want to cause a fight. I just... I thought it was perfectly reasonable. He replied, watching the trickle of blood on my arm with narrowed eyes. Still, I sighed, raising my hands. Everyone, let's... let's calm down. I mean no harm. I didn't want to disrupt the peace here tonight, but just... Just give me a break. I'm having a shit time at the moment, okay? The lady with the red hair stared at me, chest heaving. I held her gaze with tight lips. To my surprise, she suddenly stepped forward and pulled me into her arms, stroking my bare back. I pressed my face against her neck, sucking in her scent. Something changed. The other slowly closed in on us. I felt fingers gently rubbing my shoulders, then a tongue grazing my lower arm, licking clean the wound. The odd congregation turned into a heap of flesh, suddenly warm and inviting. I closed my eyes, allowing myself to just get lost in it. I woke up sprawled out on my porch, once again wearing my wedding dress. It had been sloppily pulled over my shoulders and not entirely closed up. Several tunics had been draped over my upper body, their owners nowhere to be seen. I glanced around, realizing that the leshy was sitting next to me. He was awake already, lazily blinking into the cold winter sun. Upon noticing I had joined the land of the living once more, he staggered to his feet, gripping the banister for support. He wiped his, his sweaty brow and broke into another coughing fit. He looked a frightful lot smaller than in the little dark room before. Come see me in the red, red metal tomorrow morning. Try to get some rest in the meantime. Don't even... Do I... Do I still have my hands and feet? Did anyone bite something off? No. Well, you nearly did. But I won't go into that. Mm. My lifeless eyes are up here, I said, pointing at my face. Here, you've uh, something to behold last night. I raked my hand through my hair. That was, uh... Well, I'm not gonna lie and say it wasn't fun, but don't expect it to happen again. And I don't want this to spread. Please, just forget all about it. Not a word to anyone. You got me? Especially not the Black Miller, I assume. 
it won't make any difference to him. But I have a reputation to uphold. I won't bandy your name. See you tomorrow. Ma'am? <laughs> we only got a little frisky. She got a little frisky. Brown chicken, brown wow. Brown chicken, brown cow. Turn off the lights. <laughs> my mind is telling me no. <laughs> but my body, my body is telling me yes. I mean, real talk, oh game. I don't see nothing wrong. <laughs> With a little bumpy cry. Oh, we're stupid. If y'all not used to it, if y'all don't know already, Take we're stupid. Okay. Now, rock it 69. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, Jesus. Oh, that was amazing. <laughs> if y'all are not aware, okay. We did not just like start this podcast to be professional twenty four seven. We are it's stupid. True. We're gonna do stupid stuff. Okay, that's true. That's true. We're real people. Okay, real people. I'm gonna have to have the, happen to have the sense of humor of twelve year olds. It's fine. It's fine. It's totally it's okay. Fine. It's okay. It's fine. It's fine. Just it's join totally in okay. on the chaos. Just join the chaos. That's right. It's more fun that way. Honestly, I don't even know what it looks like from the outside to be honest with you i'm always in it always in the chaos yeah (laughs) lots of raised brows i imagine (laughs) yeah sometimes me sometimes me and jesse would be talking we'll just start saying something stupid and we'd be like why are we like this (laughs) why why what's the point Because it would be boring otherwise. And it's like it's like that meme where it's like, you know, I got God with like little cups and, and just a dab of the oh crap. <laughs> <laughs> just a a dab of twelve year old humor. <laughs> and there's the whole cup. Oh crap. <laughs> right. Oh man. Yep, that's uh that's about right. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Why do we start singing? <laughs> um, it called, the moment called for it, okay? The moment called Honestly. for it. It did. It did. Okay, so we're going to do part 16 now, but uh, once again, we haven't read this part yet. So <laughs> it's going to be a surprise to all of us. Yeah. Um, how the, I don't know, even know how this is going to go, but we're, uh, we're about to find out. I don't out. even know if I have any lines for this one, but you know what? I'll sit back and watch y'all go. You want to do cash? <laughs> Oh, God. No. Y'all have fun. I All mean, right. if you want to do cast, you know. <laughs> no, right. no, you know, I'm, I'm good over here. Yeah, <laughs> she gets to sit back and listen. <laughs> I don't ever get to sit back and listen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Rude. 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 All right. It's okay. It's all right. It's, I mean, it's your story. You got to say it anyway. You got to I'm no, still on, I will, I will still die on. on this hill. I will oh, die shit. Here on Here we this go again. Hill. <laughs> okay. I don't care if we even if we even get the author to get into the podcast and talk to us. I'm gonna assume that you paid this random lady to say that she is the author. Okay. I will <laughs> die on this hill. 
I would be in my 90s and my grandparents and my grand um, kids gonna be like grandma (laughs) what do you want to say before you go I'm like well my friend my close friend and my sister told me that she wasn't the author for this this reddit story out of you she had a she didn't invite me You, you, you chillins don't know nothing. I'm gonna get them real quick. I'm gonna be like, you chillins don't know nothing about no Reddit. That was back in the day with grandma. But in the before she told time. me this story was just an amazing story, and she swore up and down that she was not the author for it, but it described her to a T. Mm-hmm. It's not me, I swear. It's not me. I'm not writing it, and I am not Fiona. And they were like, Grandma, you didn't want to say like you love us or not? I, y- y'all know. I ain't, we, this, we're not talking about important stuff. It's not important if I love you or not. This is conspiracy. I, God, believe me. She's, she didn't believe me when I said I would die on this hill, but yet here we are on a hill. And uh, <laughs> I said the important I said it. I, I will die on this hill. I don't care. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, I'm just gonna start calling my husband Jace from now on. I, I feel like y'all changed. It's so close. It's so close. The name is so close. It is so close. I know. I know. The pronunciation is really, really close, and it starts with a J. Get out of my face. We heard him talking yeah. sm- earlier. He had a smooth voice. So hey, there you go. Oh, he does. That see? he does. See, he is smooth. And you're. It doesn't mean that you that you changed your not. name. And I'm not saying that you changed your name. Fiona could be your middle name. Mm. <laughs> oh, we got it. See, oh, big brain. Ooh, could be a detective. Oh my goodness. Oh, <laughs> right. Oh man, I'm just gonna have to like set up a boat. <laughs> I'm gonna start a whole mystery channel on YouTube. Be like, is Sooth Fiona? <laughs> Should go ahead and just like take a poll on the Discord. Yes, I need to. I need to learn how to make a poll on the Discord. And when I do, yeah, yeah watch when everybody be like, yes. Yes. How many zeros do I got to write in this <laughs> check for you to vote yes? The, the answers to the to the question are going to be yes, definitely yes, hell yes. 100% yes. <laughs> and I'm just, and another button's going to be, I'm just going to, I'm going to say yes, but I'm just going to say no to she, so she can go ahead and feel happy about herself. Oh. Yep. Oh, the last goodness. one is more evidence needed. Yes. <laughs> Lord, I think we got. I think we got enough evidence already. I mean, this is like twenty. It's a twenty-four parter, probably even more. And I don't know. I don't know because I haven't looked. I mean, right. you wrote it. Oh God, I did. It's not me. It's okay. not plausible me. deniability. That's right. <laughs> all right, all right. Here we go. Here we go. Anyway. <clears throat> How not to handle demons of nature. The first thing I did was take a long shower. You don't want to know what I had to wash off. I quietly poked around the house in the early morning and ended up making breakfast. Oh, she's nasty. (laughs) Both Casimir and Jace were still snoozing away peacefully when I poked my head into each one of their rooms to wake them up. You look like shit. Didn't get any sleep. I responded by shoving a plate in his face. Eat. Yes, ma'am. 
Uh, any signs of the dog yet? I asked Jace when he joined us at the table. His, <clears throat> he shook his head, raising his brows as he let out a long yawn and blinked several times. A rather charming effect. None. I think he got what I was telling him, though. He's clever, and down in hell, the hound's job is to chase down runaway souls, so I think it's in his blood. Besides, he can go places we cannot. Through walls, closed doors, and the like. So you have every confidence in him? Mm-hmm. No telling how long it'll take, though. I've never used him for anything like this before. He grabbed the cup of coffee that I slid over to him and lifted it to soft, sleep-swollen lips. I turned my head, trying to chase away the familiar feeling of warmth in my belly, only to find that my little brother was watching me with great interest. So that's how it is. He said quietly, smiling like a lion. Shut up. Are we still talking about licorice? Jace inquired, and Cass waved him off. I need to figure out how he found out about my soul. Tom Hayes, I mean. Any ideas? Sounds like someone sold you out. Either that or someone actively sought to hurt you. Might be someone you know really well, though. Hmm. Pleasant company excluded. I'd never suspect you. Well, I mean, either of you. I'm glad you know it. I'm the best thing that ever happened to you. In case the cast remarked, sure you are. Sure. Okay. I don't even want to imagine how you suffered in the three years you had to wait before I was born. <laughs> Must have been torture. I'm just glad you were too young to remember. Thank God for you. Now that that's settled, what do you think? I think we should call up the rest of the family. We'll arrange a little stay, a reunion, if you will. And then we'll see if we can't find out more. We should. How wonderful. Yeah, please save that for when I'm gone. I hate crowds. But don't worry, I can just go home and then come back when the pup's returned. I hope that freak dog is alright. You're really certain he can do this? I would not have told him to if I didn't. So, here's what I figured. I'm going to go home now, and then we'll I'll reach out when we when I know more. My stomach did this weird little jolt. Okay. Well, sure. Good. Yeah. You going to go right away or I think so. Hmm. Need a ride or something? Cass offered. I perked up. I can't believe I never asked you. How did you get here? And where do you live these days? You'll show up at my door, won't you? You want to stalk me? <laughs> For real, though, I'm, I'm going to keep that a secret. I, I need to keep my aura of mystery. You do? Yeah. Otherwise, you won't be interested in stalking me anymore. Hmm. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I'll get going. And no, I don't travel by plane. I got my own ways. I'll call you up when I'm back. 
Is Licorice going to find you, though? Well, either he'll come to me or back here, so it works either way. I guess. I could tell something was off. He seemed pretty antsy to get going. There was hardly anything I could do to stop him, though. Well, thank you. For everything. If there's anything I can do to make it up to you, let me know, okay? Sure, but I'm fine on my own. That, that came out wrong. Stay in touch? Of course. Good. Keep me posted if anything comes up. He rose to his feet, stretching and groaning in satisfaction as his back cracked. I grabbed his coat for him, and he slipped into it while I was still holding it up. When he turned to me, our eyes very briefly met, and I felt a sharp pang of sadness. I heard Cass take a drawn-out, slurping sip behind us. Choosing to ignore him, I gave Jace a brief, very brief, hug. It was nice seeing you again, Fiona. You too. Jace, can I talk to you outside real quick? My brother chimed in. Uh, yeah, okay. L like, alone? Mm-hmm. Let me just see you out. Let me just see you out. The two men left me behind in the living room, looking after them in bewilderment. They stayed outside for quite a while, so I ended up lying down to get some rest. The next morning, I went over to the Red Meadow at first light. I found the Leshy waiting for me, once again in his true form, standing tall among the trees, a creature native to the woods through and through. Something was different, though. He looked smaller and slimmer, like he wasn't taking up as much room as he rightfully ought to. There it is. He greeted me, and I found that his growling voice didn't send shivers down my spine anymore. Maybe it hadn't for a while. I only noticed it then, though. So, how long have you been sick for? It's that obvious, huh? Pretty much. But I think I'd know even if you were able to hide it better. I've been hiding it for quite a while, actually. I guess now I'll be seeing you if it was worth sharing. I'll fix it. Jackie. Just confident. I'm pretty optimistic these days. Have you lost the respect for the woods, Alice? Never. Good. Either way, you're about to see something that should open your eyes. I followed the wood demon across frozen ground, casually greeting Gus as we passed him. The branches of the trees around us hung down gloomily, heavy with snow and ice, offering a somewhat mournful sight as we passed them. I turned my head away as we walked by the black grist mill. The twin leaks having frozen over, I could only assume that the Vodanoi was laid sleeping at the bottom. The lord of the lake was hibernating. I gave Lashi a sidelong glance, wondering if he ever allowed himself to rest, if that was even something he needed to do at all. We found ourselves on a small clearing surrounded by fir trees. To our right, a little mound rose from the snow-covered forest floor, 
opening into something of a cave. I recognized the location. I'd seen it before, despite never paying it much attention. As far as I knew, and cared, that cave was empty too. The Lushies stopped me before I could approach it. Watch out. He might be inside. He? Do you know what spicy are? I shook my head no, and the Leshy stepped a little closer to me, pressing his snout to my ear. They're spirits of nature, much like me, except they don't seek to guard, but to destroy. You can be kind of destructive too, though. I merely protect what's mine from encroachment. The Baisi will will take possession of a creature's mind, and then they'll drive it insane. They'll make it hurt others and kill itself. They're demons, not from hell, but of the earth itself. They chose their habitats at random. They don't care who else lives here or who owns this place. There is no talking to them. They cannot see reason, and they have no such thing as mercy. One such beast has made a nest for itself right here, in the middle of our woods. It's been killing rabbits and deer, but it's been moving on to the other entities. It tried to possess me when it first came here, but I managed to fend it off. It's gotten worse, though, since I've grown weaker. It's been flexing the woods for a few weeks now. Like a disease. My heart sank at his words. It's killing the woods, and you're dying with them. The Leshy let out a low growl that, despite our somewhat friendly conversation, caused me to recoil. He didn't do anything, though. When he spoke again, he sounded reluctant, almost defiant. I wouldn't put it exactly like that. But yes. Okay. So how do we beat this thing? I do not know. Clearly. Otherwise, I would have done it by now. I I have no clue. I can kill the animal it possesses, but the bias itself has no physical form. Sometimes it shows itself as a ghost-like apparition. It looks rather human, then, but has no body to speak of. I can't hurt it. That's, uh, <clears throat> that's troubling. You don't say. Anyways, I think there is, here's its hideout. I've seen a figure hovering around here a bunch of times. And has it ever spoken to you? No, it's nearly mindless. It's made only of hate. Sometimes it doesn't even fully take over your mind. Only plants and ideas in there. Like an incentive. So, all I've learned so far, any bright ideas yet, I know you and I owe each other. You, you and I owe each other nothing. Not anymore. I hate to beg for assistance. I can imagine you'd rather be rather hesitant to help, considering our history. Mm, you're right about that. The Leshy placed his snout on my shoulder. The unexpected gesture made me flinch, though more out of surprise than fear. 
I could tell it was meant to convey something other than intimidation. Despite myself, I smiled at the beast. You're a part of me, sir. The woods are. Of course I'll help. How long do you think you'll last? I'm not dead yet. I merely feel a little under the weather. That's all. Okay. That's, uh, that's good enough. Try to avoid the bias. Don't fight it. I'll come up with something, but until then, just try to lay low. I know it sucks, but if we die, we're fucked either way. Understood. Note how I'm taking orders from you. This is the first and last time I'll do that. Sure. <laughs> I'll let you... I'll, I'll get back to you soon. Don't stray too far from the house. I'll alert my workers. He moved his antlered head in what was supposed to resemble a nod. We returned home side by side, him stopping at the tree line. I waved to him as I jogged across the red meadow, white skirts flying. Inside, I checked my phone. No missed calls. I'd kind of been hoping. What did you talk about with Jace? I asked my brother, who was sitting on the couch with his laptop. Uh, the guy's an idiot, isn't he? Just up and left. I'm glad he showed up in the first place. I didn't think he would. He helped us out immensely. Besides, that's not really an answer, is it? Trust me, you don't, you don't want to know. Where were you? I took a seat on the armrest beside him. I was discussing something with the wood demon. We have a new problem on our hands. Casimir took the new information in with furious brows, listening intently as I told him about what I'd found. Well, shit. What are you going to do? I'll try and take away its happy place. I'll go and smoke it out tonight. Are you with me? Always. But why are you going at night? Just for a dramatic effect? It's probably safer, no? If you say so. What do we need? We started tearing apart the house for sage and incense to burn, and fortunately came across Mom's old stack. The same came in a little bundle and the incense in sticks, so we tied it all together and sprinkled it with oil, creating a nice little firecracker. We then spent some quality brother-sister time together watching television and prepping mentally for the night ahead of us. Thankfully, it gets dark soon these winter days. I found myself staring at my phone as I was leaning against Cass's chest. Eventually, I excited myself and simply grabbed it, going up to my room to call Jace. He'd said we'd stay in touch because of my soul, after all. I was just doing that. Nothing more. This meant nothing. I dialed the number he'd left me and jumped when he picked up after the first ringtone. Fiona? Yeah. Why didn't you text me earlier? Or you could, could have called. Why didn't you call? 
Uh, you didn't give me your number. <laughs> no. Ha! <laughs> Oops. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, did you get back safely? I'm alright. Lurkish isn't back yet, though. I don't suppose he's with you. Nope. But I don't want to pressure him. It's okay if he needs some time. What the hell was I talking about? Okay. So, miss me yet? <laughs> like a phantom limb. Ah, uh, any plans for the night? Something new come up with Tom Hayes? Yes! Yes! Actually, uh, Cass and I are gonna go burn some sage and incense at a demon's lair. You wouldn't happen to know anything about that. No. What's a demon? <laughs> oh, Fiona, sure I do. Sage and incense are a good start, but just what kind of demon are you dealing with? They're called biasy nature spirits. Those are a little different than the ones I hang with. Uh, I don't think I've ever met one. <clears throat> if it's not from hell or has to answer to our command, I don't have anything to, to do with it. Sorry. Oh, it's cool. We'll be fine. Obviously. So, you're off now, huh? Yeah. I mean, we're leaving soon. Just wanted to check in with you first. Thanks. Now that I got your number, uh, I can text you. I'm more comfortable texting than talking in person. <laughs> Why is that? I don't know. Oh, anyways, good luck. Don't get killed. It would be a shame. He ended the call, and I smiled, gnawing on the tip of my thumb. For some reason, that had been just the pick-me-up I needed. When I went back downstairs, Cass was in his jacket and boots already, looking ready to leave. Do you have your cross on? I nodded, holding up the necklace for him to see. Do you? He nodded, and thus, armed with salt, a handgun, our special bundle, and a box of matches, we headed out into the darkness. Knowing my way through the woods well enough, I was able to navigate us even without the aid of a flashlight. The powdery snow was rather conducive to our sneaking, but the patches where the ground had frozen over gave us a lot more trouble. Not only did we jump at every snap of a twig, every crunch of leaves beneath us, we also had to pay attention not to slip on ice-covered puddles along the way. The night had turned deadly quiet. What little rustling we heard in the distance did nothing to ease our minds. Once we reached the clearing, we stopped to listen. The silence was nearly overbearing, but at least we seemed to be alone. Either the buys was sleeping or away. We crept up to the cave entrance with bated breath. Wordlessly, Cass got out a match and struck it as I held out the bundle of sage and incense. The second the small flame had sprung over onto the flammable material, smoke began to rise and I dropped it into the dark maw at our feet. 
The familiar scent filled our heads as we stayed to watch for a moment. This this reminds me of mom. I was about to respond when we heard shuffling behind us, followed by the sound of wood splintering beneath a considerable weight. Cass and I exchanged a look that told the both of us that the other had a feeling we were fucked even before we turned around. Knowing we'd still have to look, we turned our heads at the exact same time to find ourselves facing a rather familiar creature. The two-headed bear was towering above us like an executioner, ready to lop our heads off of our shoulders. It had become no less revolting than the last time I'd seen it. This was no sprite or fairy. There was no grace in its terrifying appearance. The second head that had grown out of its neck was visibly underdeveloped and looked more like a contorted mask etched into the creature's flesh. The only thing that had changed were its eyes. Even in the sparse light of the moon, I could see that all four of them were decidedly brighter and distinctly humanoid. I grabbed Cass by the arm. Hard. That's the bias. It's taken over the bear. Holding the creature's savage gaze, neither of us dared to move so much as an inch. The bear glared at us with impenetrable intensity. So, so, so we, we uh, run? <laughs> you first. Do I have to? I felt like I was rooted to the spot. A sentiment obviously shared by Casimir. Can't you try shooting at it? Uh, I can. But not from the hip. What do you, what do you, do you think, think of, do you think, what, what do you think me for? Some kind of Wild West duelist? I need a distraction. You, you distract it. I bit my lip. My wedding dress once more posed a great hindrance to me here. I had grown rather accustomed to it. That much was true, but it wasn't a good outfit to run in. I likely wouldn't get very far. Besides, I'd read that outrunning a bear was a pretty dumb thing to do anyways. This one was demonic to boot. But Cass was right. I would simply have to trust him. Without further ado, I took off, leaping over sticks and stones blindly into the darkness. An ear-splitting, bellowing roar rang out behind me, followed by several gunshots. Then, all of a sudden, Cass was there by my side, grabbing my hand from the side and pulling me along. I bought us some time. Hurry! We ran alongside one another, spurred on by the mental image of the crazed predator tearing us to shreds. Somewhere behind us, another roar sliced through the night air, and I could see that my brother had broken into tears. Branches whipping in our faces, we staggered towards the house as fast as we could. I considered crying out to the guards, but seeing as Casimir's gun hadn't done enough damage to be lethal, I didn't want to draw anyone else. They'd be more likely to perish in the attempt to help us. What we needed was a higher vantage point. That's when it hit me. There was an outhouse not far from here, and if we were to reach and climb it, we'd have a chance of gaining the upper hand. However briefly. 
I started steering him into the general direction. Panic-stricken, Casimir followed me blindly. It'll be fine, I gritted out in between gasps for air. We can do this. Just stay close. Uh-huh. Was all the answer I received. I was grateful my brother was staying on top of everything, though. Maybe it's a family thing, but I feel like we're good at dealing with fear. Sometimes. Finally, the outhouse came into view. I hastened to give Cass a quick leg up before reaching up and letting him lift me off the ground. Before long, we were cowering atop the small building, leaning against one another and panting, palms and foreheads laced with sweat. Are you okay? Yeah. You're doing so great. Not that I'm the authority on that, but but still. I, I could have done more. I hit it in the chest and shoulder, but I should have tried for the head right away. One of them at any rate. <laughs> so, can bears climb? I gestured at the enormous creature, lumbering up to us from between the trees. We're about to find out. Ooh, that makes me want to click part 17. <laughs> right? Oh my Ooh. goodness. We're not going to do part 17 tonight. We're not doing it. We're not. No. Nope. <laughs> we're doing it. We'll do it. We'll do it next time. No, actually, next Friday, okay, mm. we're going to be doing Ghost Towns. Yes! So, Ghost Towns of... Of the United States of America, okay? Because I'm sure there's a we'd lot of all, ghost towns. We'd be here for a couple days in a row if we went to ghost towns around the world. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if you want to hear about ghost towns, join us next Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, Wednesday night for PCPS, uh, it's, it's a surprise because I don't even know what it is yet. so if you want to find out when i find out join us next wednesday on pcps for our next wonderful cryptid so yeah that's uh 15 and 16 also you you should you know join our discord because then you'll be able to give us lovely dad jokes like the one i'm about to give um for those who don't know i do a terrible yet funny and torturous dad jokes at the end of every podcast the ones that i attend and um <laughs> we have a channel now in the discord where you can give us a dad joke and i will shout you out like this lovely person her name is squishy and she's a sweetheart and she gave <laughs> this dad joke the son is holding an acorn and he says dad what is this the dad says well that's a tree son said really mm-hmm. in a nutshell yeah why <laughs> <laughs> don't kill her? You kill me. Oh, so oh thank you, Squishy, for the amazing dad joke. And if you got any dad jokes yourself, please join the Discord. Put them into the dad jokes thingy, and if I pick one, I'll shout you out. Yeah, that's right. That was funny. It I almost died, funny. but it was nice. And then you please don't die. The death, the death, the almost death was not funny, but you know. The, <laughs> the joke was. The joke was entertaining. So thank you, everybody, for joining us tonight and listening to part 15 and 16 of Dear Cryptid Hunters. Stay the fuck out of my woods. Yes. Um, and we will see you next Friday on Paranormal Umbrella for Ghost Towns of America and uh, PCPS on Wednesday. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Everybody have a great night. Have all the great nights. Eat your favorite snacks. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Enjoy your weekend and all that loveliness. And have yeah. a good night and, and, and drive wish, safe. And, and, and wish me luck. <laughs> wish me luck. I wish you luck wonderful amazing social media manager jesse uh is going to torture me tomorrow <laughs> with what, playing a horror game so wish me luck I i'm gonna you die luck. you're not gonna die you're gonna be okay. i'm going luck. to Good die monkey thingy <laughs> with sharp teeth and it's gonna go black and i'm gonna be like dead the theme music bye, bye. music bye. 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 Bye.